Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Since we're talking about Netflix's amazing original content and, you know, its exhausting library of content, uh, What's New on Netflix has just dropped its top 10s coming to Netflix this January. So this would be January 11th as of the time of this article. Some, so some of these things should be, if not all of these things, should already be on Netflix. Your wallpaper right? maybe just think of something. Peyton Cole? No. How many black movies is Wood Harrison? All of them. All of them. <laughs> All of them. So we have a action adventure movie, Tides, coming to Netflix, starring Nora Arzener, Ian Glenn, and Sarah Sophie Bosina. I hope I did not butcher that name. With a runtime of 104 minutes, also known as The Colony. This German-produced movie makes its uh, SVOD debut on Netflix on January 11th. Set slightly in the future, the movie sees Earth facing a catastrophic end, and it's down to an astronaut to decide what happens to the people of Earth and a brand-new colony set up on Kepler-209. Reviews are mixed, which is accustomed to many titles in the sci-fi genre, yep. as we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, uh, what's new on Netflix recommends giving this one a spin. We have a crime drama thriller under suspicion. An underrated... Okay, so this is an old movie from 2000, right? Okay. Um, starring Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Thomas Jane, and Monica Bellucci. Underrated Morgan Freeman classic, according to what's new on Netflix, will arrive. It features the impressive cast who have won many Oscars, Golden Globes, da 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 about so it's a movie about a rich tax attorney being questioned after the murder of two girls. This is right? interesting. The fact that that is an old movie. So at this point, it almost feels like the media is covering old movies being re-released as if new re as new releases because they have become much harder to access. I mean, probably uh, when it comes to like IP and like copyright and stuff like that, the market is extremely like, and that was part of the. And nobody buy, and nobody has like the DVD collection anymore. Right, and that's part of the reason why Netflix started making so much original content, right? Because it was hard to obtain the IPs to yeah. a lot of these, especially once the streaming wars began and everybody started putting out their own streaming apps and stuff like that. Licenses were extremely hard to get. Just ask Marvel and Sony. Undercover Season 3, a Netflix original series. Yeah, so we got Undercover Season 3. Second, We also have Dear Mother, a Netflix original movie. It's a French film. When Jean Lewis's heart stops beating, he must confront his, his Oedipus issues and Oof. ask his mother... Oof. The unthinkable question, or he'll be dead in three days. Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty like Oedipus issues. That sounds like an uncomfortable watch. Chance. Yeah, right. We already talked about tides under suspicion. If you don't feel uh, like watching another stepmother movie, they have a Polly Pocket series. Oh, season four of the Polly Pocket series, right? For kids out there. Some of the best shows on Netflix right now are like. Cobra Kai, right? I think Cobra Kai just wrapped up and everybody's raving about that last episode. The Witcher is and phenomenal. The Witcher season two just dropped. New Hype House, new Emily in Paris. Uh, Queen of Flow, right, is on there now. So Netflix just continues to hit us over the head with, like I said, really, really quality content. I think that it has well then more deserved its title like of established like like it's up there with the comcast the hbo's right it's mm -hmm. up there with the hbo's and like and we said it's so Amazon important Prime. that netflix is completely removed from every single other media outlet they are the punk rock 
streaming a service. I don't know if I would go that far, but them being removed from every other media service, right? Like them not being attached to a Comcast or to a Virgin Mobile or to an Apple or whatever, gives them the realm that are uh, the room to do things like bring us so many K dramas and stuff like yeah. that. Bring us and that's so dope. much original content, like uh, stories that we wouldn't be able to see because you know you have to pay for Netflix. So Netflix doesn't have to worry about the questionables and like they can do things like little cuties and as questionable as that whole series was yeah. like, and you know, people still want to see Netflix burn down for that shit, right? Yeah. But they can bring us that kind of boundary-pushing content for better or worse, right? Um, and I think most of it is for the better. Speaking of for the better, I don't know how this matchup will go. It's rumored that K-Dot and Matt Stone and Trey Parker may be working on a feature-length film. Who the fuck asked for this? It's me, the guy who asked. What is this? But why? Hey, who man's is this? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Who man's is this? Are you serious? Maybe not a feature-length film, but definitely uh, there's rumors amongst the Twitterverse that a film is in the works between the South Park creators and your favorite avant-garde rapper, Kendrick Lamar. And I don't know how I feel about this. Me neither. That got a what big, is it gonna be about? That got a big hmm from me. What is it gonna be about? I, right, exactly. You know, like who, all of Kendrick's work on like South Park does not men mesh no, with how he tells his stories. No, like, no. You know who I think would be good for this? Childish Gambino. Yes. Tyler the Creator. Yes. Kendrick Lamar? Nah, I don't see it, bro. Lou Yachty. And right? Eminem. I feel like Matt, Trey, and Eminem might not get along as much as you think they would. I feel like that's too many chefs in the kitchen. Too many snarky white guys. Yep. Possibly. Possibly. No, if you get, like, speaking as a snarky white guy, if you get too many of us in a group, it just turns into like one upsmanship in stories and punchlines. You know what else I saw this week that I don't know who asked for? A gender swapped Zorro reboot. Robert Rodriguez and um, I believe his, his wife, Rebecca, right? Rebecca's his wife? I don't know. Uh, are working on a CW reboot of the original masked Cape Crusader, Zorro. And they are swapping genders. That's right. This time it will be led by a female. Um, Robert Rodriguez of Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico fame? Yes. Apparently, it may star Sofia Vergara. Um, I don't know if she's going to be Zorro herself. Sofia Vergara as in Modern Family? Yes. Yes, as of Modern Family fame. So... The reboot is supposed to take the classic Western and center it on Sola Dominguez, an underground artist who fights for social injustice as a contemporary version of the mythological Zorro, right? Um, you know what my biggest takeaway from this is? What? We've come up with better ideas in this episode. I want to know, ooh, that's a hot take. I want to know who is checking for a Zorro reboot. Our Hispanic listeners, is this something that you've been waiting to see? You know who's not checking for a Zorro reboot? Is Zorro... Batman's parents. Oh, that was the movie Batman was going to see? That's the why Mask of Zorro! The original Cape Crusader, right? I don't know if it's a who the fuck asked for it because I didn't personally ask for it. Um, I wasn't anticipating a Zorro reboot. Uh, the fact that it's coming you know to who else wasn't? the CW definitely makes me wonder what kind of approach they're going to take on it. Like, are they going to give it... Super awk, considering Gotham. Wait, that's on Fox, isn't it? I think so. It makes me wonder if they're going to give it, like, the Sabrina the... Yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot, kind of. Like, the chilling tales of Sabrina. Yeah. It may be, hopefully, a little less Neil Gaiman-y. If you were under... <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> 
if you were wondering when Zoro was gonna get some love in all of this reboot mania that we have going on. Well, right? here you go. I guess your questions are now answered. You know whose questions aren't answered? Who's? Batman's parents. Wow. Wow. I have questions for Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I need to know why, why, why drink each other's blood? Like, well, obviously it's the scion one of them in the vampire. Also, why tell people? Because if you if a vampire just bites somebody and sucks their blood, they turn into a ghoul. The only way to actually turn them into a vampire of sentience is to have them just consume the vampire's blood. In which case, they do become a vampire, but they remain their sentience and they don't just become a mindless slave to the vampire themselves. Nigga, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> no, I get it. Mr. 235-year-old 229, thank you. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know that that was a thing that you vampires get Why is there so much blood in the news? We try to keep this on the DL. So you guys want to know why the video hasn't dropped yet. And I didn't have the heart to tell you guys that it's because Zig doesn't show up on camera. Yeah. The one video was a deep fake. Media storms swirled around the news blurb that was Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox continuing to snatch headline hype for God knows what reason. I guess to revive Machine Gun Kelly's career some kind After of After getting fucking destroyed by Eminem? So apparently the way to do that is by drinking Megan Fox's blood because Jennifer's body and all. Uh, yep. First in the Bye-bye. I mean, listen. That shit must be fire, right? Because I want to know Austin, how much blood. Brian Austin Green, you know, had... How much blood? locked down for quite a while with Megan Fox. How did they drink it? Like, like straight? It was like straight, no chase. So it shout out to the gang. <laughs> um, listen, I from what Mixed I drink? read, no, it was like during their vows. Bloody Mary. I want to say it was. I want to say it was like straight out of some vials after they engaged to each other. Um, so let's get this straight. We have Lil Nas X. Tony Hawk. With the blood in the shoes. Right? With the blood on the skateboards. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly drinking each other's new. blood. I feel like I'm missing a blood story. This shit ain't nothing new. They sat under a banyan tree, Fox wrote in the caption of her post, where we asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frantic period of time. Unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through this hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. He asked me to marry him, she continued, and just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes. And then we drank each other's blood. <laughs> oh, so it was just a passing note. <laughs> yes. Once again, how much blood? Um, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. It doesn't say how they drank it or what the method of delivery was. So I have to imagine these beautiful goth kids just kind of, you know, did the whole, like, knife-to-hand thing, and then he, like, licked it, and she licked his hand, because... I was know. thinking, like, interlocking faces, biting neck. I'm, like... This shit ain't Would you put new. it past Machine Gun Kelly to straight up bite Megan Fox's neck for to drink her blood? If he's drinking her blood, it just makes me wonder what other boundaries this nigga isn't afraid to push. And I'ma let all my true perverts wonder where I was going with that. Instead um, of saying something offensive, just say something offensive. <laughs> Didn't Angelina Jolie used to carry her brother's blood around in a vial and on a necklace? I don't know, Keith Richards snorted his dad's ashes blow. It was Allegedly. Either, it was either him. No, I think it was Billy Bob Thornton. Her and Billy Bob did this um, first. So, yeah, it's... Guys, Gen Z, listen. I know old things are ugh, cringe, but... <laughs> it, it's the reason why we have hype around stories like this, because... Gen Z, we just want to remind you. Leo used to be, like, 
the most attractive celebrity in Hollywood. Not just the creepy dude that dated people half his age. It's a white girl. Um, yeah. But, I, I don't know why they felt the need to tell everybody this or why. I guess, you know, Megan really loved this nigga Machine Gun Kelly and that's good for them. I'm, look, I'm all here for happy couples in 2022. I'm tired of seeing everybody so sad and lonely. No offense to people who are sad and lonely. But look, look, we just need everybody to be positive. Let's stop shaming people for being Please happy. tell me that did not go over your head. No, it didn't. It didn't. I was trying to ignore it because I'm trying to speak love and positivity into the psychic. Um, speaking of... Exactly! Psychic, Be positive! Speaking of the psychic, Do you think they checked each other's blood type before? I'm sure. Ultimate Guitar published an article listing Spotify's top 10 artists of 2021 with a close examination into what exactly that means for the music industry moving forward. Um, you bringing up an article from Ultimate Guitar? That's how you feel? Listen, listen, don't pay Justin Bieber came in at number one, surprise, surprise, at 91 million streams, I believe, or 91 million follows. I don't exactly know the metric to which the chart was measured, but Ed Sheeran came in at number two with a pretty decent margin between the two, 80.5 million. This so. was written by a white guy. No, this is just looking at the metrics. No, this is written by a white guy. Look how they spelled the weekend. Isn't that how it's spelled though? No, there's no E. No E in what? The last E in weekend is not there when you're talking about the weekend, the performer. Are we sure that this isn't a Mandela effect? I'm pretty sure. Then it was the weekend, then it was Ariana Grande close behind the weekend, then we had Dua Lipa and Adele like right literally like right next to each other at 66.7 and 66.2 million. Um, Coldplay coming in for the the surprise with the, um, oh shit. Oh, you're right. Article written by a white guy. You're fair. Look, I'd never paid attention to this shit, apparently. Coldplay, Taylor Swift, Elton John, and Doja Cat. Also, at the bottom of the list at 57.6 million. Blinding Lights is a fucking banger. By the weekend. Oh, the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm blinded by the light. No, I can't sleep until I feel So I believe that in itself was just the U.S. Because over in the U.K. it's a little bit different. You have like the Foo Fighters and Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, they care about rock music. As some of the best-selling albums. Um, yeah, and they vinyls, care about rock music in the UK. On vinyl uh, in 2021. Overall, though, it seems like pop music has reestablished itself as the... It, I, would you say reestablished itself as the dominant force in the music industry? Because, I mean, most of those, all of those artists, except for maybe Coldplay, <laughs> are pop artists. We don't have... Coldplay as a rock band is an insult to rock. What would you call Coldplay? Pop. At this point, I would call... Like, they're like the fray at this point. When you have Apple Force... They used to be like a rock band. Like, don't get me wrong. Clocks is one of my favorite songs in the entire world to sing. Fucking love that song. But, like... It is a song, Swedish House Mafia, dog. It's hard to not call yourself pop after that. So, out of these 10 artists here, what do you, what do you take away from this, right? Like, do you feel like, I mean, when I hear Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran, no disrespect to people who actually like those two artists, but like, Yummy was so like factory engineered and I feel the same way about Ed Sheeran at this point, right? So and you I'm gonna say, picking up off of another song we were going to talk about because all of these artists and the new Avril Lavigne single oh, right. and pointed this yeah, to me. So Two things. One, Avril Lavigne's bad. <laughs> if you want a single, drop 808s in it. Okay. Okay. First of all, if you want a single, drop 808s in it. And Two. this is where I need to 
do one of my favorite things that I have been doing for over a decade, and that is systematically dismantle why Avril Lavigne is terrible. Okay, do you really store that much hatred for Avril, though? Like... Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Is it because of really Skater do. Boy? Huh? Is it because of Skater Boy? Um, it's complicated. It's complicated, he says. Okay, <laughs> listen. Listen, folks. It is a two minute and 15 second song, right? The new Avril track? Yeah. I love it when you hate me. Takes about 30 seconds of her singing over some um, <clears throat> 808s. Right. And her doing some like pseudo rap before any guitars kick in for about 10 seconds if, before they drop in the other guy the who intro then to raps. The song was really wild to me, right? Because, well, it's Black Bear, right? Who is a pop rapper, and I uh, I have words for pop rap, but I'll save them for another episode. But when they take the guitars, when, when, when Black Bear drops in, what did they do? 808s. Yeah, and the intro the intro didn't even sound like a rock song at first, right? No. Like I really felt like I was listening to like a new Sia track. It's almost like it was like tricking you into rock or it was going to yeah. the classic Avril fans and they're right. like, No wait, trust me, we still have guitars. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, it felt too bubblegumish for me, even compared to like Skater Boy and stuff like that. And if you're pushing forty, you shouldn't be doing bubblegum. <laughs> I disagree and I think Elton John would disagree. <laughs> He's Elton John. He gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Is that where we're at with Elton John? Dude, he wrote your song. La, 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 la. Come on, don't make me do it. Benny and the Jet? Dude, he's got championship rings. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. I don't know. I feel like, you know, uh, some people might call Ariana Grande like extremely manufactured, the same level as Justin Bieber. I don't feel like that's necessarily fair. Oh, you found a comment? I have a shooting star on my back. <laughs> Her being in Don't Look Up in that role is so fucking funny. It's it's very self-aware. Oh yeah. It's entirely self-aware. I have no smoke for Dua Lipa. Um, I just bought a Dua Lipa vinyl, yep. so I can't yep. send any shots her way. Everybody loves Adele. Uh, that sounds like it could be the new Adele album. <laughs> so what? is your takeaway on Avril Lavigne's new single? Uh, my takeaway on this top 10 list and my takeaway on Avril Lavigne's new single is I feel like it's nothing, it's not a new take. Um, music in itself falling uh, victim to what I feel like the rest of media is falling victim to and it's becoming extremely like formulated, right? Like all Drop of these- Drop some 808s. Drop some 808s, follow, you know, a couple of melodies, rap in like, Migos, Triple Kid. Yep. And as I said earlier, if you want to seem like you're dropping a fire track, just rhyme and triplicate. The algorithm has got you niggas pegged, right? And I, I don't like people who are like, oh, I don't even find music on Spotify because y'all just letting the algorithm tell you what to listen to. I feel like it's very easy to find new music to listen to on Spotify and like- Like you know, maybe you should listen to the things that your friends send you, self-shade. <laughs> I, but I feel like a lot of us are lazy and we've made it so that like, you know, things can be factory delivered. To Spotify us. has a literal playlist that they update for you personally every Monday. Also, you know, people do like Justin Bieber. There's a reason why he's got 91 million uh, streams or subscribers, whichever the metric is. Yeah, he's not Schrodinger's pop star. No, I mean, the dude ha has the ability to reach millions and same with that cheering. It's continued to be shown. The territory we're in is a bit, I don't want to say dangerous. Dangerous feels like it's overstepping, but I just, you know, I wonder for what this means for indie bands, right? Or indie artists. This makes me wonder what happens to, what does it mean? Instrumentalists as a whole. Right. As Bass players, guitar players, drummers. Right. right. Like, as things drummers, become like, more in industrialized and more formulaic, what does it mean for people who are willing to uh, do things authentically or uh, or play outside of the box? Right? And I will die, absolutely die on the hill that a rock show is more fun to see than a producer show. Absolutely will die on the hill. Um, I also find it funny with as popular as hip-hop is, right, um, as a genre, we talk about it being like the defining music genre, 
there's no hip-hop artist on here other than maybe like a Doja Cat, right? Maybe like a Doja Cat. Uh, I don't even know if you could qualify The Weeknd as hip-hop at this point, right? But, um, on his strip club music. Yeah, no, there's no hip-hop artist on this shit. Um, you, but you still have a quote-unquote rock aspect to it, right? So it really does make me wonder how reflective that is when we just saw a report the other day that Lil Durk was, you know, tied for, like, streams with Taylor Swift right now. So how is he not on this list? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just something to think about. There's just a whole lot of things that, while we're even going through topics, if uh, you all are listening, they almost have interweaving things. Like I said earlier with Netflix, uh, old movies as if they were new, and people are now covering it as if they're new movies. Right. Like these top 10 and you're saying like oh look there's still a rock element and then you have somebody me who grew up with rock and we're like barely yeah kind of i guess but that's my that's how i felt about calling doja cat a hip-hop yeah right like it's the same way you feel about calling coldplay a rock group is still the dominant force i also find it really wild that there's no bts up here right like as much as no drake right no drake Right? Yeah, that's the, a big the one. artist who now holds the most number one hit singles of all time right. over the Beatles is not one of Spotify's top ten artists of twenty one. Who dropped an album this year? Right. So same with Kanye. I think it's yeah, no Kanye. Right. So it's very interesting when you look at, and I'd like to you know take a further look into where they got their figures from, but it's still. Um, it's still a pop world out there. And I guess, you know, it's very clear based on that list of artists what pop music is. I will tell you, the only artist I would recognize a song from would be Ed Sheeran or The Weeknd. Really? You wouldn't recognize an Adele song? I mean, I'd recognize an Adele song, but it has to, it would have to be a certain Adele song. Like, nobody on that list that you actually listen to other, no. than, the, other than The Weeknd? Yeah, I mean, like, when I'm walking through the mall or 7-Eleven, I'll catch them. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess that's fair. It's, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Something to consider, right, as we're moving forward. What does the scope of music as genres really continue to blur? Are the genres really blurring? Because, like we said, that list seems pretty generic when you stop and think about it. Yeah. And on that note, I think we're going to take another break. running a little bit longer than anticipated so we're probably going to skip the political stuff for this week yay hey we don't get to talk about nazis this week except for how's your campaign going my political campaign is going swell for anybody who might be a first time listener um welcome and thank you for subscribing i am a Make sure you subscribe and like us at the Flood Pod on everything, and that's on everything. Yeah. So my political campaign, I am candidate for <gasps> Anne County Democratic Central Committee District 31. Okay. Running and uncontested. Have you figured out exactly what it is you will be doing as a committee? Fuck no. I found I out it. that it's a once a meet it. meeting. It, it's a once a month meeting at like Watch Apple though. Oh, okay. I and mean, people are talking about like, how much is it going to pay you? And I'm like, it's probably more than $10. I don't think it being a committee member actually pays you anything. Um, I, resume. I, yeah, no, it's definitely a resume. Though. I feel like this is purely like a volunteer political thing where you will be hearing things like the email you just sent me. Would you like to let our listeners in on the email that you received this week? Your oh, wow, yes. Email as candidate for political office. Look at you, big dog. My, my email, by the way, for political office is, try not to laugh, dan for you aac at gmail.com. So, like, Nathan for you? Yep. But, like, so you're really leaning into this meta troll. Oh, yeah. Alright, so let's get into um, this. Email. Yeah, so that email, it its email signature is go beyond, go plus ultra. 
Shout out to All it's, Might. It's, uh, Icon is All Might. <laughs> So are we just starting like a whole political party based around My Hero Academia? Well, I mean, I did drop that TikTok ad with the All Might music in the background. Wow. And the last time I talked it about funny. it, this it is, is the funny. All Might music. So I'm basically Midoriya right now. Okay. <laughs> Young Deku, go ahead. Uh, what's, so the email. From We The People. Hold on, let me let me get the the, the um, email name right. I it's it's from like it. It's from number four, We The People. 2022 at gmail.com. So for we the people 2022 at yeah, gmail. Yeah. Okay. So I this was a QAnon email. I account. strongly oppose extending mask face covering mandates. I feel justified. <laughs> the data and science does not support efficacy in quote unquote slowing the spread. Did they provide data and science? No. Okay. Only an N95 mask that can be properly applied can help. And even then, they are not suggested to be worn for a prolonged period of time due to the lack of proper oxygen, leading to low blood oxygen levels, hypozemia. That sounds like something Joe Rogan would have said. Forcing to continue to mask our children okay. and adults with bacteria-filled, oxygen-restricting covering is, all caps, ABUSIVE. I wonder if this person even has children. Also, did you know the CDC just recommended that you can wash your N95 mask up to, I believe, five times before you have to throw it away? Hmm, that's um, useful knowledge. I don't know how accurate that is, but hey. The science that you are clinging to is at this point outdated. Mm. Two, two words, capital O, capital D. No hyphen? No hyphen. No hyphen. <laughs> and no longer in the interest for Capital W, we, the people. <laughs> we, the people. People hey. is not per, is not capitalized. Hey, title drop. <laughs> With 70% of Maryland's population being fully vaccinated, hey, this, health, to Maryland, this health concern slash pandemic that began two years ago started as an operation to help protect the citizens of this state slash nation has now turned into a never ending pandemic that has infringed on we, capital W, the people's capital P, constitutional, capital C, and God-given, two words, no hyphen, capital G, capital G. Okay, okay, all right, damn, both capital Gs? Rights, capital R. The extreme, capital C, coercion, and psychological pressure, neither capitalized, that has been imposed on the we the people, no capitalization, is the direct violation of the capital T, the Nuremberg Code. No, they didn't drop the Nuremberg Code though. Look, I love it when people, God, it's that pseudo intellectual shit where it's like, I know a thing and I will continue to insert this thing into every conversation I've ever had. But and we before, all live in a society. Before you come from just know that this show is entirely improvised and I be tipsy than a motherfucker when I be wrong. <laughs> but listen, that was a real email that you received based on your run for political office and uh, it was a very on point with the, the speaking, the talking points that we have heard from that side as far as mass mandates are concerned. Well, let me just do this for everybody. Did you respond? No, I, I had to resist the urge to just respond with a gif. <laughs> okay, so what do you got? Explain the Nuremberg Code. According to Wikipedia, the Nuremberg Code is a set of research ethics principles for human experimentation created by the U.S. v. Brandt Court is one result of the Nuremberg Trials at the end of the Second World War. Yeah, asking us to wear masks is not a massive science experiment, people. But they think it is, yo. That's if why anything, they... not wearing masks is. But they think it is. That's why they call it the pandemic, right? They think this was all planned. It was all social engineering and construction to subjugate us into falling in line with the new agenda, right? Like, this is where they drop the gay bomb on us and uh, turn all the frogs into lesbians. This is how they scare the people into allowing them to circumvent and really pipeline the power structure, right? This is how they are going to implement 
the new world order, right? Is by destabilizing the global economies with a quote-unquote fake virus, right? That nobody can go outside for. They're silencing you by making you wear a mask. As if you can't yell through your mask. As if there aren't doctors and nurses that are wearing masks for hours at a time. Painters, right? Niggas who paint <laughs> have to wear a mask for hours at a time while they're doing paint jobs, right? You don't hear Pedro complaining. <laughs> no, because he collects his paycheck and he goes the fuck home. And you I need to wear you, a mask when you rob the 7-Eleven. I bet you he's vaccinated. Probably vaccinated robbing the 7-Eleven. I don't know if that dude Get hit with that tea can. Anyway, I got another email from a Anne Arundel County representative. So another fellow representative running mm-hmm. for committee? Oh, this one is already currently elected. Okay. And they were asking me about my goals and interests and how I was, and I was like, yeah, I did better. But, uh, you know, government ethics and transparency is what I want to see. Right. I'm a media communications major, and my favorite professor had a saying he used in class. Cut the shit. So you're coming in to cut the shit. Yeah, so other than that, I'm just trying to be a voice of the millennial and Gen Z people who actually want to cut the shit. So other than that, I just want to do my best to be the best. So hold time. If this woman was standing in front of you right now and we were on the committee bench and she came to you with that whole email. You assumed it was a woman. It was for we, the, the people. people. It was clearly a representative damn, of a mass. Damn. Look at me assuming gender and shit. No, look at you assuming singularity. Hey. So if this collective of disgruntled constituents was standing in front of you, quote unquote collective, how would you respond? Eh? How would I respond? How would you respond? I would read them the Nuremberg Code. I would read them the Nuremberg Code, and then I would ask them if they knew what burning flesh smelled like. Oh, God. And I would ask them if they knew what the screams and agony and then sudden silence sounded like. And if he or she or they could imagine another human being inflicting this upon another human and saying that wearing a mask is equivalent to the Nuremberg Code is a travesty and an insult to all of the victims of the Holocaust that you probably don't even believe in. Listen. 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 You're not wrong. Do I feel like- to go viral. Your method of execution is a bit over the top. I mean, over the top is your middle name, though, <laughs> right? If it's over better the, than over the counter. Listen, I was gonna say if it's over the top, then you're Jeff Hardy, right? Like, a, listen, Ziggy O T T bars, son. Then look, listen, Wendell will get that. Oh Wendell yeah, will respect that. <laughs> I would tell them that they would be working tirelessly, knowing that they are digging their own grave. Oh, here we go. He's not done yet. He's not done yet! He's not done yet! And how people in Auschwitz would have prayed for a mask. Oh my god. Is that McFoley's music? Is that McFoley's music? That's how I would handle that. Oh, man. Um, and then I would say you can follow us at the Flood Pod on everything. And that's on everything. everything. Closing out today, I found a very interesting USA Today article that I wanted to talk about. Potentially redefining what it means to be in a union, right? Uh, when I say be in a union, what do you typically think of, right? Like, ride or die. Uh, so, like, you know, best friend. Right? Yeah, like ride or die. Marriages. Yeah. Right? Like, do you ever conflate the two, like, best friend marriages? Right? Like, do you have any people you know who started out as best friends and got married? I do, actually. Shout out to Becky and Dylan, who oh, okay. I actually need to talk to about meeting up with. So I was supposed to go over to their house to catch a friend of mine from Towson. Right. 2011, right? Okay. 
we follow each other on everything, so we've always been like kind of hit, and but I haven't seen everything. him in a while, and they moved to Millersville, so they were like, you know, let's have you over for dinner. And Dylan was like the definition of like breaking through the friend zone. So shout out to Dylan and shout hey, out shout out and to shout out to that. Becky for being like, you know what? He's the guy that's always been there for me. Damn. Damn. Shout out to both of you. Damn, some 16 candles type shit, right? So he was her ducky or whatever. It seems to be a new trend that's kind of like stirring up water cooler, really bubbling up some topic here. And it's called platonic life partnerships. Uh, USA Today published an article with a headline that said, what is a platonic life partnership? And it's following these couples are breaking societal relationship norms. And it starts with a feature on April Lexi Lee and Renee Wong, two friends who have known each other since they were 12 and have supported each other throughout high school and college and boyfriends. And they recently decided to take their relationship to the next level by becoming what they called platonic life partners. Another person who has jumped into this platonic life partnership, Jay uh, Garasio, uh, 24 described a platonic life partnership as a committed relationship to someone that doesn't involve romance or sex, right? Um, Cynthia or Cindy Darnell, a clinical sexologist and therapist and couples counselor, says platonic partnerships can absolutely be as successful as traditional marriages because the partnership is based on shared value. And Jay Garcia said that him and his companion, uh, best friend, realized that it just made sense after a while. Their life goals are aligned, their ideas on raising kids are aligned and stuff. They feel companionship and love and laughter and adventure with each other. So they have entered in a non-sexual committed relationship, right? Some people have described as, if you have wanted to create a partnership based on values that are meaningful to you as individuals, they think that platonic partnerships are a better model than the notion of romance, which seem, romance, which seems to be known as fickle, right? So this is essentially entering into a lifelong commitment ship with the homie, right? <laughs> you and the homie have decided, you know what, fuck it. Let's go in on a house together. This isn't a, a closed relationship or an open relationship. This yeah. is like an op this is a relationship with like borders. This is like the the penultimate of like a fraternity time, right? Like yeah. it's you and the bros like buying a house together. You and the bros adopting a kid together, right? But you and the bros aren't smashing, right? Like y'all is literally just living in the house. It's almost like it's like full house. It's like right? signing up for a, yeah. It's like full house. <laughs> It's also full house shit, right? It's because it's not like Dave Coulier or John Stamos moved out. No, and they weren't smashing each other, right? Like they were constantly going on, but they were. I mean, all, shit. They, I mean, like Stamos got married, but they and were, they lived in the house exactly, and they were all raising the kids together in the house. So I find this funny because here's okay. So we kind of jumped ahead of where I was going, but essentially we are going back to this is a step towards the communal route like the almost like native american type shit where it's literally just like where the the old phrase used to be it takes a village to raise a child right like yeah. now you literally have the homies going in on adopting kids together how much of this do you think is actually as a result of the uh, millennial generation being ruined financially I think that's a good, if I had to put a number to it, I would say like 35, 45% of it, right? I also think a lot of this has to do with the idea of sustainable relationships being something that people feel like is really out of reach, which is why I was championing happy couples earlier, right? Because yeah. we don't see enough of that anymore, right? We see the failings of all of that, right? Because, you know, angry people are the loudest, right? Like, hurt people are the loudest, and they go on social Jada media. And Will. I mean, yeah, right? And, like, you know, there's the constant, oh, these bitches ain't shit, right? They'll leave you for the next thing on an influencer train, and then, you know, it's men are all dogs, and they want the fattest ass walking around and shit like that. Everybody, like, is in a state of we can't trust each other 
right? Um, so now we're falling into a place where people are entering in partnerships based on their just true level of compatibility, like where gender and sex and sexual orientation aren't even a factor anymore. All right, so I have a take on this. I'm not gonna say like, I'm adopting a kid or anything like that. Like, Zach pays for Netflix, I pay for Hulu. Like, he's probably the only person I can just be like, mind dump. So would for, you buy a house book? with him? I mean, we've talked about living together again. We've already lived together before. But you draw the line at raising a kid with the homie. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be raising a kid with Zach. But like, oh, some real like three men and a baby type shit. <laughs> like, but I mean, like, if if he's got, if he's got like his harem going, and we're just like we're trying to save money on taxes, and like is, we're already sharing a house. This is two and a half men. Yeah. Right. This is literally. This is basically just two and a half men. And Big Bang Theory, right? Except for like. We don't talk about that. Big Bang Theory might be a little bit of a stretch because they, they don't all have kids. Had, well, That's and they cringe. all had romantic interests. Yeah, no, this is uh, like two and a half men, right? Yeah. Like uh, that kind of domestic partnership, right? Yeah. Like I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. I just get into a weird headspace when we start putting labels on things, right? Yeah. When we start feeling like we have to define two dudes living together who aren't banging each other but raising a kid. <laughs> That's and also are dating people. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess it sounds weird. It sounds like it should have a definition, right? Like, it sounds like you would be, yeah, what the fuck do you guys call that, right? And it's just like, I don't know, that's the bro. We live together. We decided, you know, we both have the same opinions on how kids should be raised. Do you know what so, the perfect example of this is? And people are going to, and I think the responses to this and, like, the gender normative responses to this will explain like the comment section when I say this. But Gone and Killua from Hunter Hunter. Okay. Hunter X Hunter. Elaborate a little bit more though. Cause I get the bond that they share, right? Like that's very clear upon watching the show. Yeah. But... Like they're just like ride or die. Right. When Gone beat Greed Island and he was like, I want Killua to come with me to meet my dad. It just makes me wonder what like establishing boundaries are like in a domestic part in a platonic partnership. Are you allowed to pursue romantic interest? And if you do pursue a romantic interest, what happens when that romantic interest becomes serious, right? And you've already established these commitments with your platonic partner, right? Most simple, easiest uh child raising a, a how do you explain ever? to how do you explain to a girl that you live with your bro and you and your bro decided to adopt a kid together and raise him together but you two aren't smashing though right like y'all are literally just we bought a house together we we raising this little homie right and i really like you you know what i'm saying here's 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 how to be here's how so like we would be sitting there drinking one night and be like man you know it'd be really cool if we could like teach this kid to do tricks that's so i feel like we're really like reducting or we're reducing this down to like its comedic elements because it does seem like it sounds funny right but i feel like there are probably so many people i don't think any two dudes are doing this unless they're thinking it would be for fun or it would be fun when you bring the the child aspect into it right that's where the it gets serious right yeah. like because two people can you know go in on a, especially in this economy right like two people can go in on a mortgage together like the two and that doesn't seem too wild but when you start to bring in being responsible for like other people's like livelihood it would be different if it was the two of them together adopting a kid versus one of them having a kid and then living together with that person a la two and a half minutes. yes like I said, I don't see a problem with this, but then it, it becomes like abstract when you do start to configure, you know, what does a ch raising a child together look like when you're not in a romantic relationship? Basically, the way this boils down to me is it's just like, do the two homies wanna just hang out with the homie all day? And one of the couples in here, uh, if we can call it a couple, two women, and then I think the other one is a man and a woman who are 
not in, you know, a romantic lifestyle, right? They are literally in a companionship partnership, right? Where the relationship is purely based on how well the two get along. I feel like this most successful to align properly if the sexuality of each person is parallel. Two dudes and they're both gay being life partners without any jealousy or anything like going on like that, I would be like a little hard to believe. Or like a guy and a girl who are both straight and it's like, that would be kind of hard for me to believe. So do but you- But like I'm imagining like, what, two and a, like the two and a half men analogy. I'm that's like, what Jay and his partner seem to be, right? Like his partner's name is Christelle. Oh no, wait, I think Jay is a woman because it says who she first met. It seems like the two partnerships that they have listed here may be both woman and woman platonic partnerships mm -hmm. that in itself also speaks to a notion like are women that fed up with relationship standards that they're just like you know what i don't even want a relationship i just want companionship yeah and also is that wrong like maybe that's part of what is wrong with established romantic relationships now is they all serve this business function right okay so two points this would insinuate that people aren't in romantic relationships aren't really romantically involved or their their standards of romance and sexual standards don't meet their actual companionship standards right? mm -hmm. but i feel like marriages now i i see that people are getting married at a later state in life Right, so marriages now aren't happening when we were graduating, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Married people were getting married like right out the gate at like 22, 23. But uh, most of my contemporaries are still single. The Gen Zs of the millennials, right? And by single, I mean not married. Are getting married at later on in life, like in their 30s, their late 20s, and stuff like that. And it seems to be with people who they have found real companionship. Yeah. Right. It's not for business purposes, right? It's not formative as a relationship like you serve this function in my life, so I will marry you for those reasons. I don't know if these platonic partnerships will shake up the normal structure as much as USA Today has, is claiming, but I can say that none of this is normal. <laughs> um, None of this is normal. We are... I basically, like, to round it out, though, yeah. I basically see it now on a scale from two and a half men to full house. Yeah, no, I, and that's just looking at it in the male perspective, right? Because, like I said, it seems like the two examples that they listed here in the USA Today article are both women competitive or compatible. Looking at it from the male perspective, I don't feel like this is that odd. But as I said, um, you know, we are establishing, are currently in a state of establishing a new normal. So none of this is going to feel normal because none of this is normal, guys. Just remember to keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. And remember to follow us at the Flood Pod on everything. And that's on everything. Make sure to give us likes and, you know, comment and subscribe. Where We're you coming can. up on 100 episodes. Yes, we are. So, you guys, you know, give us your reviews. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. And we'll be back at you next week. Shout out. Or Heat. Dallas. Shout out, Dallas. Hey. Deuces. Be safe. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.